surprise this is probably the last thing that you were expecting right now because I'm on vacation so typically I would take a week-long break but I was like sitting here thinking gosh I really wish that I had enough to record another episode but like things have just been boring lately so I don't have much to report and then I was looking at my time hop memories and this old picture came up of me just like vibing in Nashville just me like with a drink in my hand I'm like mid dancing it's like such a 2023 style picture or like a candid. I feel like back when it was taken, it wasn't like a vibe, but now it is. So I favorited it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to post this picture sometime, even though it's like, I don't know, 15 years old at this point. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I should go through like all my old pictures again because I could really like, you know, clean up my inbox and just kind of like go through things. So I was like, oh my God, what if I went through my pictures and gained some inspiration for some stories and told you guys some stories that you haven't heard because with this podcast, I really feel like I'm telling you what's happening day to day. And sometimes something will spark a memory and I'll be like, oh, this one time at band camp. But for the most part, it's what's happening like right now. I feel like at the very beginning, I talked a lot about like Wayne and Jay and I played old clips and stuff, but like you may not have heard that. You may have forgotten. And there's a lot of stories that I haven't told you just because I feel like I try not to be like super braggy about my time in radio. But let's be honest, there's nothing to brag about my life right now. <laughs> like I'm not out here doing all the things that I used to. So I'm far enough removed from it that I feel like we could talk some stories. And they're not just stories about radio. I just kind of went through like the first couple years, the first couple years in my camera roll and looked at some pictures and got some stories and we'll make this like a thing like every once in a while or if I need to skip an episode because I'm out of town or like for a filler, I could tell you some more stories. So let's just take a stroll down freaking mer- m- uh, memory lane. That's what this episode is going to be called for sure. Memory lane. Um, So like my camera roll first starts out back when I was in a relationship with this guy named Chad. I was with him for a couple years. He really didn't like me at first. I like kind of forced myself on him and it was always like that in the relationship. Like I was always the one that was more interested in him. And for a long time, like I thought that what I had to offer like concerts and events um, was like was keeping him around. And he was roommates with my really good friend, Eric, who I actually haven't seen in a long time, but he texted me on my birthday and I like have to see him like I miss him so much I haven't seen him in so long so he's someone that like crosses my mind all the time and I've still like kept in contact with him through the years even if we only talk like once a year or every other year but anyways him and Chad lived together so the three of us did things together a lot and um this one time back when exotic erotic ball what what did it used to be called the exotic zone ball so when I went it wasn't the exotic zone ball because it wasn't the zone anymore It was now 100.5, but I feel like we still called it the exotic something ball. So I took them and I wanted to have like the best costume ever. And for some reason, like going slutty wasn't a vibe. I I don't really know. Or maybe I thought this was slutty looking at it like I am showing a lot of leg. But um, and I'm going to post pictures of all of these memories up at What the Chug podcast that will be scheduled to go up when this episode comes out uh, so that you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So at the time I lived with Summer and Oscar and I was like, I want to be a loofah for Halloween, like a loofah that you use in the shower. So we went to like Joanne's or Michael's or something. We got a bunch of tool, like red tool. And I got like a, 
I don't know, like a slip or like shapewear or something. And we safety pinned like we we arranged the tool as if you're stuffing a bag with like gift paper. But we safety pinned all these pieces of tool to this bodysuit. And then we tied a string <laughs> to the other side, like to the front of me. So people at the exotic ball were like, wh- like grabbing the string and holding it in the upward position as if they were holding a loofah. I have this one picture. It was probably pretty clear back then, but it's a little grainy now. Like it looks really bad quality, but you can get like the full effect of my outfit. This like random guy is posing with me. I have pictures with Eric from that night. None with Chad. I was probably like, oh, I don't want to like come off too strong and ask to take a picture. That's probably where my head, what my headspace was. Um, I have pictures with Eric, but you can't get the full effect. Like you can't really tell what I'm wearing. So I won't post those, but I'll post one with this random guy. Um, and it was a hit. Like everyone was like, that's so funny. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, like being a loofah or where I even got that idea. Funny story is like down the line, I ended up moving in with Chad's sister. Like it was like a whole thing. But down the line, um, he like, <laughs> I went to this wedding. So I worked at Beach Hut, which a lot of you know, which is where I met like a lot of my friends, like a lot of my like good friends that I had through the years, like Amber, for instance. I used to go on girls trips with Amber every year and all her friends. So she went to school in Denver and she made this whole new group of friends, Sheena, Molly, Mary, um, just like a whole group of people. And I ended up meeting them and hitting it off with them. And so every year we would go on a girl's trip. One year we went to Austin, which was legitimately the most fun ever. We went to this like tapas restaurant that I still dream about to this day. We don't have tapas like that, like this in Sacramento, like tapas the world, not great compared to this place. Like I will always hold it up to this standard. We just had the best time on this trip. We stayed at the Westin in downtown Austin. And, um, the day that we like were going to go to the pool, this pool party, we were like so excited. Some of us were in relationships. I don't think I was at the time. No, I definitely wasn't. This was the call me maybe trip that I was telling you about recently. So we stayed at the West and we were so excited to go to this pool party, like meet guys. I'm sure some of us were single. I know I was. And um, (laughs) we get to the pool party that day and it's a pride party. (laughs) And so it was super fun, but it was just like not what we were expecting. Um, And we went out one night and we just got super fucked up. And one of us left like a camera. It was when you carried a camera everywhere. And so the next day, super hungover, we like retraced our steps to all the places that we went. I have this picture of us walking like up this super steep hill. We're just like sweating alcohol, trying to find the camera because I think the girl's like fiance had just bought it for her like one. One of the girls in the group. I don't even remember which one it was. I think it could have been Sheena. Maybe not. Anyways, we found this like kung fu themed bar. And that was the first time I ever had a pickleback. And we again just got super hammered. There were these guys in there that were wearing like sailor hats. And I took one of their sailor hats. And there's tons of pictures of me like with this sailor hat on at this bar. It was just the most fun. Like Austin is such a vibe. I want to go back there so bad and take Brett. I remember when we first got there, there was like this street and it was just a row of food trucks. And it was before food trucks was really a thing. But it didn't look like a park where food where food trucks food trucks just pulled up. Like this was like a like a, I don't know. It looked like they were almost like meant to be there. And the food I remember being so good. And that was back like a long time ago. Gosh, I should have, I should have gone back in my pictures and like 
looked at the years. But also everyone wanted to go to the <laughs> the overpass where all the bats fly out. Recently, Brett and I were watching something. What was it? And I was like, oh, they're going to. Oh, the last thing he told me, they're in Austin. And they're like running away from the guy. If you're watching it, you know. And they go to this. They get to this like heavily populated place like this bridge and all these bats start flying out. Right before it happened, I was like, all these bats are going to start flying out. And Brett was like, how did you know that? I was like, because I've been there, but I stood way off to the side because I'm terrified of bats and I didn't want to see it. So anyways, um, we've been we went to Austin one year. We went to uh, 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 Chicago one year. Oh, my God. Chicago was so fun too I like knew a couple people in Chicago and I remember we got like bottle service somewhere but it was like way off the beaten path and so we like drank it and left and it was like dead inside because like things don't get started till way later there um and I have tons of pictures we did like a lot of shopping like TJ Maxx and stuff while we were there that was super fun I remember we got Shake Shack we went to some really nice dinners that was the first time I had ever been where else did we go on our girls trips um God, I'm like massively drawing. Uh, oh, after Chicago. OK, so at the time, Amber lived in Minneapolis. So after Chicago, we drove there and everyone was too hungover to drive. And so I drove and you drive through like Wisconsin and some really like desolate areas like nothing's around. And I was just the whole time cracking the whole car up. I was like, how do these people out here get tampons? No, but it's like, seriously, if there's an emergency, like you run out of toilet paper, like what the fuck are these people doing out here? Someone has a video of me just on a super long ramp being like, what the fuck? What is this? out? What even is all of this? So this wasn't part of the only a few of us went, but I remember we got there and we like it was on a Sunday and like a bunch of stuff was closed or maybe this is one of the places that you couldn't buy alcohol. Like it, I remember it being weird and it was so cold there. God, I'm drawing a blank on on where else we went on girls trips. But the whole point of this being is Amber's best friend in high school was Annalise and um I became super close with Annalise and then Annalise had this super scary sister named Katie. <laughs> The first time I went, like, Katie had just had a baby, and I was over at Annalise's, like, parents' house, and Katie was there, and we were being super loud in the kitchen, and Katie came out and was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's so scary. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck are you guys doing? What the fuck are you wearing? I was wearing, like, this little crop top. Like, I looked ridiculous, and I was just always, like, so scared of her. It wasn't until years later, we went to, like, this bar in, not winters, um, like, what's the place in Elk Grove that's kind of like out there? Shell, like Sheldon. I it's, I don't know. We went to some like random dive bar and this guy was being a dick to me and I like was standing up for myself and Katie was there and we like went after him. Like we were like yelling at him like we used to be those girls and we bonded and then we became friends after that. And then Kate, uh, Annalise also had this sister named Chelsea, has a sister named Chelsea. Um, Chelsea just came and got the desk from me last week. So like this is all connected. And Annalise used to come on the girls' trips, too. But Amber and Annalise got married kind of close together, I think. And I was in both of their weddings. So I guess one of the girls' trips was San Diego, which was actually Amber's bachelorette, which was, again, super fun. Um, and Amber at Amber's wedding, I think I fell. I, like, was wearing wedges and we had to walk in the grass. And it was I think it was super embarrassing. I fell. Um, the groomsman that I was with is someone that I've known since my senior grad night. Because on my senior grad night in Disneyland, we met these guys from Modesto. Okay, let me go back. So my senior grad night, um, we went to Disneyland. You know, Disneyland is open overnight. 
and just it's all these high schools there. And I met this group of guys from Modesto. Me, my best friend at the time, Sarah, and then this girl, Kara, who I have not talked to probably since around this time. We met these group of guys from Modesto. We hung out with them all night. Um, uh, Yeah, we hung out with them all night, ended up keeping in touch with them. Used to go to Modesto all the time. They used to come up here all the time. I became like friends with this whole group of guys from Modesto. And one of them was Brad. And Brad ended up marrying Amber. I ended up introducing them (laughs) and they're married now and have two kids. And Amber, I remember when uh, she got pregnant with her son, who's now like, I want to say eight. No, he can't be six. Somewhere in there. Um, The Bachelorette season with Caitlin was popular. I I think it was who Tanner Tanner was on that season. And we were like thinking of names. And I was like, you should name him Tanner because I like love that name at the time. Her son's name's Tanner. And then she got pregnant with her daughter. And Brad always wanted like a son named after him. And I was like, I love boys names on girls. Why don't you name her Bradley? And they ended up naming her Bradley. So I introduced Brad and Amber. I've named both of her kids. I don't really they live out in Oakdale, so I don't see them that much. Um, But like I still like talk to her and stuff on Instagram. Like I wouldn't say that we text all the time or anything, but she's one of those people where like something could happen. I'd be like, oh, my God, did you see? And she would be like, yes, uh, you can just bounce back really quick because we like hung out all the time back in the day. So um, where? OK, so yeah. So I walked down the aisle with one of the Modesto boys at her wedding, and I'm pretty sure I fell. And I brought Chad to this wedding, and it was like a big deal because I had never had a boyfriend. This is all going to come full circle. These stories, some of these stories are going to connect with one another. So I brought Chad to the wedding. Um, It was like a big deal. It was in like between like up in like Shingle Springs area. And we were everyone was staying at this hotel. It was like a out in the middle of nowhere. Everyone was staying at this like random hotel, like motel type of situation. And I remember after the wedding, I went back there to go change my shoes. And there was like a lobby where you could get free cereal. So I like filled my purse with cereal and we got stopped by the police because they thought that like we had committed a crime. I remember being so scared and I just like used to get so fucked up back then. So can I tell you what happened that night? No, I know we like went to a bar karaoke. Amber got up on the like the stage within like our wedding dress and was singing karaoke and it was so fun. But then a little while down the line was Annalise's wedding. And I was super poor back in these days. Like, I'm pretty sure I worked at the bank and then the radio station part time. But like, I had no money. I'm pretty sure someone like paid for me to go to Amber's Bachelorette. Annalise definitely shelled out for my bridesmaid's dress. And I think possibly paid for my flight to like go out there because she got married and she lived in Wyoming. She still lives in Wyoming, but she got married in like South Dakota or one of the Dakotas. Anyways, Her wedding, Chad does not come with me because he didn't have a job. So like if I couldn't afford to go, I think that's where all my money was. He didn't have a job and I was paying for us to like do fun shit all the time. So I go out to South Dakota for Annalise's wedding. It ends up like raining on her wedding day. I remember it being like a mad dash, like get things under this like covered space. But her wedding was gorgeous. It ended up being like outside, not under like an awning or anything. And they had had a kid together already. So it was super special because she got to be a part of it. And this wedding, her family, Annalise's family is like the most fun. I spent a lot of time at her house, like my early 20s, like her parents. I remember the first time that I had my on air shift, I went to their house afterwards and they got balloons for me and like a cake. And they were just always so supportive, like the best people whenever I see them still. Like I just feel like 
com- I'm very comforted by them. Like they're just great people. So their wedding, needless to say, was a freaking blast and a half. Amber was in it all like my favorite. Katie, obviously, all my favorite people were there. We ended up taking a bus to like the bars downtown after the reception. But during the reception, I had one of my friends on my phone record a video to Chad asking him when we were going to get married. This is important to the story. And um, everyone thought I was crazy back then. I always did like super like nutso things. Like, I can't believe that you're doing that. Like shock value was like my niche. So we went to this bar afterwards downtown. We like took this bus and went to this bar. I ended up trying to go home and I like walked a mile in the wrong direction. It was like, it looked like out of a Western movie, like the downtown area. I was so hungover the next day that um, everyone went to Mount Rushmore, which was like a 10 minute drive and I didn't make it and I wanted to see it so bad. I still can't believe that I didn't get to see that. And then I came home and I remember like Chad picked me up from the, oh no, we, I flew to Denver and stayed because Amber was living in Denver and I drove with Amber and Brad from Denver. Yes, that's what it was. And then I flew home from Denver. I went back with Amber and Brad that I flew home from Denver and Chad picked me up. And I would say like a month later, it was Eric's birthday and we went to his parents' house for a house for a barbecue. And we went back to their house afterwards, Chad and Eric's. And we we're sitting in the living room watching Ink Master. I think Eric was in bed and Chad just broke up with me. And I begged him not to all night, literally all night long, cried in the living room, went straight to work because I was on the morning show. So like I we talked to like 4 a.m. and then I went straight into work and then cried the entire morning on the air. The boys thought it was like the best radio ever. People were calling in all day like because they referred to him as the guy that didn't have the job. They always made fun of how I paid for everything. So people were calling in all day like fuck that guy like it doesn't even matter. He fucking sucked. And I was just like, but, 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 but (laughs) so looking back, it's just so freaking ridiculous. But I credit it to the fact that I went to Annalise's wedding and I sent him a video saying, like, when are we going to get married? When he really didn't even like me that much, like really fucking at all. Oh, man, those were the days. I don't know what my thing is with weddings, because before all of this, like, when Ch- when Chad still like did we weren't together or anything I was still just like trying to get him to like me was Lolly's wedding to my brother and the first sign was we were taking shots of tequila which I don't drink before the wedding like I walked down the aisle with her brother and he had a flask in his jacket pocket that was all bad their wedding was at the li- or their wedding was at the cathedral and the reception was at the library downtown. And then afterwards we went to social because their friends at the time were like managers there. And so we like had a booth and whatever. It was crazy, like the most fun night ever. I wish Brett would have been around back then, although he probably would have died. Um, and then we stayed at the what's the hotel on J Street? The nice one, the Sher- Sheridan. The Grand? No, that's not a thing. I don't know. You guys know the one I'm talking about. The hotel downtown by the convention center, which coincidentally is where we stayed the night of Lolly's bachelorette party. And that day and night, we took a stripper class in the daytime, like a pole class. I'm pretty sure it's not called a stripper class. A pole class. And then we went out at night to the gay bars, and I was throwing all the money I did not have at (laughs) the guys at Faces, like, I guess just drooling over them. Like, everyone has vivid memories of me just, like, pining over these guys. I ended up falling twice because I just do not know how to walk in heels. And one time I, like, said that I dislodged my tampon. So I've been talking about tampons since way back then. They've been married for, like, over 
over 10 years now. Um, And then at the end of the night, we went back to the hotel and these pilots were coming into the hotel and one of them had white hair. So I was like thanking him for his service and calling him Sully. And every time we passed that hotel, Lolly's like, do you remember? And I'm like, yes, I, I, I vividly remember. So at the wedding, the end of the night, again, I was poor. I did not book a room. I don't back then. I was taking cabs because like Uber and Lyft wasn't a thing. And I remember like I used to go out to El Grove because that's where Chad and Eric le- lived. And it was like $60 from downtown. So I don't know who the fuck I thought I was. So after the wedding and, you know, back then I was thrown up in cabs and like I learned my lesson and this was after that. So I probably just knew that I could not get in a moving vehicle, but I also did not have a hotel room. So I stayed in so my brother's best friend since he was little is this guy named Dave and he's married to Lolly's best friend whose name is Lisa and they live down the street from us like they're at all of our birthday parties and stuff we see them all the time they had a room and I stayed in their room and I woke up the next day like I'm so such an asshole like I'm crashing their party like they probably wanted to fucking do it or like have privacy I slept on the floor The next day, I don't remember what I woke up in, but I remember that my bridesmaid's dress was gone. And what's crazy is Monica, Lolly's sister, her bridesmaid's dress was also gone. So everyone just thinks we were too fucked up and lost our shit. But I think there is a uh, bridesmaid's dress thief on the loose at that hotel. That is my personal opinion, because how the fuck do we both lose them? Like, that's so crazy. Also, Lolly had to pay for my (laughs) my bridesmaid's dress back then because help me. I'm poor. And I remember my dad was at that wedding and um. Uh, that's probably the, the drunkest I've ever been around my dad or the first time that I really let loose was at that wedding. It was so much fun. So much fun. Oh, if I could go back, you know, back then, I think I was in like 11 weddings. I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, I love being in the weddings, but I also don't have money for this. Like, I I skipped out on so many like bachelorette parties or people had to pay for me, which is so janky. If I could repay everyone, I would. But um, water under the bridge now. What's the point in rehashing old? <laughs> All things like that. We don't need to. Um, but if I could just go, those were the best of times. I probably felt crunchy back then because I was like, oh, I don't have any money to be doing all this or like worried about it. But I wish I could just relive those times. Not a care in the world, not a worry. You know, I wasn't worried about things, wasn't worried about the hangover the next day or like anxiety. I didn't have anxi- anxiety like that just did not exist in my life. And I wish I could go back to those days. This is something, an era of my life that I don't think, I don't think I've talked about. Like, some of you that listen, obviously, like, no, but I don't think that I, like, talk about this because, again, I don't talk to this person anymore. It's just super, which is so fucking weird to me. It's just so, like, I don't know. Okay, so a long time ago, I used to go to the Davis grad all the freaking time me and my friend she lived in Davis and so we just used to be at the grad all the time like that was the spot doing the dances drinking the drinks um one time I went with Amber and Annalise and like (laughs) fell asleep in the bathroom like I said not a care in the world I think Annalise was using Katie's fake ID and like got it pulled there or maybe Amber was using her sister's ID I don't know. Just so freaking fun back then. So fun. Uh, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way. Um, <laughs> so where was I going with this? Oh, so one night, I think it was like a Monday because I think the Papa nights to go to the grad were like Monday, Tuesday, like the weekends, too. But it was like something different on those nights. So I remember I met my friend Cody there. Not girlfriend Cody, guy friend Cody. And he was with his friend, 
John, who was getting ready to move to Nashville. And so at the time, I was like part time on the radio on KNCI and I was working at the bank. So we went out there and like it was a mellow night. Like there wasn't a lot of people there. I remember sitting at the bar and like having a conversation and I was with my friends and um, I could like hear, you know, it wasn't like, hey, what? What was that? Like and John and I just bonded over a country. Like back then I was a huge country music fan. Like I fucking loved country music. I wanted to be in country music. Um, and so, and he was go- moving to Nashville to like pursue his singing career. And so that night, and he lived in winters with his mom, he was getting ready to move. So all of us, like a big group of us went back to John's that night. And I remember like his mom, mom's house, like backed up to this field and we like went back there in this field, which now, I mean, hello, all the anxieties that I would have about that snakes, bugs, rats, you know, I don't know, everything. I would be scared of everything. But back then I was like, yeah, we'll lay a blanket down and play some music. I just remember set a blanket down and we were just all gathered around. And he was like playing music. We were like looking up at the stars because, you know, there's nothing out there. So you could just see everything. And it was amazing. And like John and I just became thick as thieves. And so he moved out to Nashville and he was like, I'm st- I, my roommate is this guy. His name's Gabe Garcia. He was the runner up on Nashville Star, that show with Billy Ray Cyrus. And so we were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So I went out there and stayed with John. I like came out with some friends and we went to the CMA Music Festival and it was so freaking fun. I had already been to the CMA Music Festival because years before when I was like 18, I've told this story. I've told the story. I don't need to retell the story. I met these guys from a country band that's not together anymore and they flew us out to Nashville for the music festival they ended up being creepy so we just did our own thing they like gave us money rented us a Mercedes that's why I have the Nashville boot tattoo on my backside um so I had already been so I knew that I loved Nashville and I knew I loved the music festival so I was like what if like once John moved out there I was like what if me and my friends came out and like stayed with you went to the music festival and so that's what we did and it was literally so much fun. And every year in June, I would go to Nashville and I would stay with John and I would bring a new group of friends. Well, some of the friends that I brought were like the same, but um, new group of friends. And sometimes John would have like other friends staying with him. So I met a lot of friends like this girl, Alicia. Like it was always this thing where John and I became super close. So whenever I showed up and there was like another group there from his town, he's from like Dixon Winners. You know how small town people can be like they're very territorial over their friends or like guys they used to date or whatever. So every time there was like another group of girls there, I'd be like, ugh. but they always ended up being so great. Like I remember seeing Alicia and I was so intimidated by her. She was so tall and like gorgeous. But we ended up hitting it off and John was like playing bars and stuff while we were there. So he wasn't like. He would meet up with us later, but his priority wasn't partying like us. Like he was out playing the bars because Nashville during the CMA Music Festival is just packed. And I feel like Nashville's low key become L.A. like with Bachelor Nation and stuff. I feel like this is just where a lot of people live or a lot of people go. So I can't even imagine what it's like now. But we would just go to the bars. We would see John play. We would just bar hop. We would go to the, the stadium to see the concerts at night. Like. It was just so fun. But John lived with the traffic and stuff. It could take like 40 minutes to get downtown from where he lived. He lived in like the suburbs on like a golf course and stuff. Like it was just a 
it was a nice little area. So he would like play his stuff at the night. And then he would wait for us to be done. And sometimes we would stay out and sometimes he would take us back. Sometimes we'd be crying over boys that we met. Like it was just a journey. And uh, we would go every year. And one time I went with a group of girls and we were just like, we love Nashville so much. We should go get tattoos of something that like has to do with Nashville, even though I already had a Nashville tattoo. And that's when we got the sunglasses that I got covered up this last summer at like this Christian tattoo shop. It was so weird. The worst tattoos ever. Never bargain a price for a tattoo. And I remember showing it to John later that night. I think it was I think the CMA Fest had already ended at this point. And so we met him at this bar and it was super like quiet. We showed him the tattoos. He was like that. You are going to regret that. He was like laughing. You couldn't believe it. And we did. I'm pretty sure this particular trip, we ended up missing our flight home because there was downtown Nashville. And then there's another part of Nashville, which is a little bit away from downtown. But there's this bar called Losers. And Losers is where all the locals go. I'm pretty sure that's probably not how it is now. But like I've seen Keith Urban in there, Kid Rock. Like you just never know who's going to walk in and like perform or do an acoustic set or whatever. So we hung out there a lot. And that's the night that we that's the night that we drank like a ton with John's band and like missed our flights home. What's crazy is these guys are still in John's band like to this day. So back then, John was just like playing gigs. It's I was thinking about this over the weekend because he came on shuffle on my iPod and I'm talking about John Party, by the way. (laughs) I was like getting to that, but I'm like, this is starting to maybe not make sense. So over the weekend, I was laying out by the pool and one of his songs came on that like was a song before he was John Party. You know what I mean? So I went to my email and I just typed in John Party in my inbox and I found some old emails that he sent with one of these songs that I was listening to, which is just so crazy that he sent me. He was like, my new John or my, my new song. And then in the body of the email I was like, here you go, dork. And so it's just so funny that like, I don't know that it's heard by the masses now, but all these guys we were out with, they're still like his band to this day. And um, we would just go back every year. And one time, one of my friends, she used to just get super drunk. So I used to write my phone number on her so that if if lost, please call. She would lose her phone. She would lose her wallet. She would lose herself. And so we were out one night and I lost her. She called me. She was like, I met these guys. I'm on this rooftop bar. And I was like, OK, have fun. The next morning she gets back to John. She doesn't have anything. She doesn't have her ID. She has nothing. And I, she was like, I could just go to the DMV here. I was like, bitch, that's not how it works. I get a phone call later in the afternoon. and It's this hotel. And they're like, yeah, your friend pulled the fire alarm in our hotel. Once the alarm started going off and she realized what she had done, she kicked her shoes off, dropped all of her stuff and ran. We found we saw in the security footage that your name. I literally used to write my phone number Sharpie, big bold on her arm. They were like, we see your phone number. And so they called us and we were able to go down to the hotel and get all of our shit. But like (laughs) the trips were just so nuts. And then one of the times I was there. Um, we were driving from like John's friend's pool. Like he had a pool. And so we were driving back. We were in the bed of the truck. We we're listening to music. And there are these guys playing like Frisbee two houses down from John, like with their shirts off and stuff. And I was like, John, who are your neighbors? And he was like, oh, those are my friends or whatever. One of them was named Joe Mosley. Um And so we went down there and we like started playing cornhole and like just drinking and stuff with them. And I ended up really liking one of the guys. And so like we hung out the rest of the trip and then I ended up flying back to Nashville to see him like a couple months later. And I remember like maybe just like the the pizzazz or the 
the magic of the CMA Fest is what made me think that I liked him. Because when I came back and he picked me up from the airport, he was shorter than me. He was wearing Crocs when he picked me up. I was like, no, 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 we do not like. But at the same time, I did. I did like. So we get there and we're like hanging out at his house. He has like all these roommates or whatever. I remember like went out to dinners. It was like me and a bunch of guys the whole time. Like all of his friends. They were also nice. I'm friends with uh, some of them on Facebook like to this day. Not that I ever talked to them, but I still see what they're up to. And it was like my second day there and like <laughs> toxic. He was being super sketchy with his phone. So I fucking went through it. And he was t- he like had a girlfriend or something. And so John wasn't in Nashville at the time, but I had a house key. Like he made me a key with a flame on it so that when I came to his house drunk, I would know how to get in because it was like the super ugly flame key. So I called him and I was like, hey, your boy, your neighbor is a fucking asshole. Is it OK if I like stay at your house? Cause I was supposed to be there for a week. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to be there for the next couple of days, but go ahead. And I don't think Gabe was there either. And so, um, yeah, I just let myself in and stayed at John's the rest of the time. I think he ended up coming home at some point. And that was a wasted Nashville trip. I remember going shopping with Amber for that trip to like buy clothes, to like be more, more Nashville. I ugh, Crazy fucking times. Gabe is not Gabe still puts out music I think he has a brand new CD out he wrote this song because like him and John both wrote on music row and there was a song that Gabe wrote that's on one of his albums that is like still my favorite song to this day look up Gabe Garcia working on working on her tan it is like my favorite song she's still working on her tan and I remember all these country singers at the time were like wanting this song I th- I feel like someone did end up recording it but then it also ended up on Gabe's album so I don't really know what ended up happening well I, I kind of do so the last time that I went I brought this girl that I didn't know very well and she ended up like staying in Nashville like she thought she was gonna I don't know what she thought she thought she was gonna be living the dream in Nashville I guess um and she stayed and then she ended up meeting this guy and getting pregnant and, like having a baby I don't know and about the same time like John started to take off and I remember he did come back to winners a couple times and like I went to some parties at his house and went to like a New Year's Eve party and I don't know his life just kind of started to take off and I was like full time in radio now and yeah we just kind of lost touch and I'm just like still friends with his mom on like Facebook and stuff and I talked to like his cousin I'm friends with his cousin Jenna but I don't have his phone number like I do not talk to him anymore um and like nothing happened just like life I remember we stuck on the phone for like hours about the guys that I was dating about the girls that he was dating and just I don't know just stopped at some point and then Um, He played he did something for KNCI when my friend Bree was the music director and after he performed I was like go get John and so she went and got him and he was like whoa you have a lot of tattoos now it was like I didn't have the portrait of my mom when I had last seen him and so we like talked and we took a picture and like caught up for a second and that was that and then like year a couple years after that he was performing in Wheatland and my friend Cody is on the morning show on KNCI with Pat Tom and Cody. And I went with her and she was like, let's do the meet and greet for John. And so we went very last and I thought he was going to be like so excited to see me. I was like, hey, and I don't know, I guess like you never know what kind of headspace someone's in, like if they were in the mood. I don't know. But he was like weird. Like it was like it was as if we were strangers. So now we are like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't talk to him. I don't have his phone number. None of that. Um. It's so crazy. I like follow his wife on Instagram. It's so crazy to see that he has like a kid and like she seems like the his type to a T. 
like based on who he used to like, like her personality, just like everything. Like I'm so happy for him. But yeah, there was a time where John Party and I were thick as fucking thieves. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I did most of my like meeting and greeting. Obviously, when I was on the morning show, morning shows always get priority for the guests for the most part. At least that's how it used to be. I don't really think that's the case anymore. But like we interviewed all the comedians that came um, to Punchline, which like looking back, some I didn't give a fuck about. Like I was like, oh, she's funny. But like I always sometimes felt weird about asking for pictures. Like I want to give people their space and stuff. If they were cool and like super open, I would. But I remember we had Tiffany Haddish in, and I don't have any record of that. Like I barely even remember. It wasn't until I heard her doing an interview talking about her cat that I was like, oh shit, she came into the morning show. I don't have any pictures, but like Steve-O came in like I I cannot even tell you the amount of people like comedians that I met and then obviously like artists through the years and I have so many stories but I just went up to a certain point in my camera roll to like jog my memory so we can talk about a few of the ones that I few of the experiences that I had during my time on the morning show so obviously I used to be obsessed with uh, Full House and Bob Saget and Joey Gladstone. Dave Coulier was coming to town. I forget. No, he was at a place off Sunrise. Oh, yeah, there used to be a comedy club off of Hazel in that same like shopping center as the old spaghetti factory, I think. Yeah, that's exactly where it was. So that's where he performed. And I went after the state fair, I think. And I was with Chad and Eric and I think that's it. And we all went and I got to meet him afterwards. I was sweating profuse. I was wearing this like gray dress and I was so nervous. And I just was talking up a storm like I would not shut up. I was asking so many questions like I I was embarrassing. And I was like telling him how much I love Full House. And I think like it was just overkill. I remember when we left Eric being like, are you good? (laughs) Um, But then there were other people that came in that were like, so nice. And I didn't have word vomit because I didn't really care at the time. Like Joe Coy used to come in a lot. We I have a ton of pictures with him once we were doing like a prom pose in one of them. And Joe Coy like loved me like he was trying to fly me out to Oh, uh, he was trying to get me flewed out to L.A. And I was like, no, sir, I was not that girl. Like I was not. First of all, it was a bad look for the radio station. Like you didn't. I always wanted to play it cool. Like there are people in radio that don't play it cool. But for the most part, people are trying to play it cool because that's part of the job. You're around them all the time. You just treat them like everyday people minus Dave Coulier. Um, So but you're also not trying to like get that type of bad reputation, bad, big reputation. So Joe Coy was texting me all the time trying to fly me out to L.A. And I was like, no, sir. Um, Sebastian Mansacalo, who I think we're starting to see in a lot more things now. I feel like he's had a slow burn because he's a little older, but he has been in a bunch of stuff. He it was when like Instagram was just coming out and he literally did not know what he was doing. I set up his Instagram for him. Like, I'm pretty sure I helped him with his first couple posts. Like, I had it. Like, I created his username and password. I don't even think I'm following him now. Let's see. Sebastian, Bastian, man, Sicalo. Here we go. He has 1.4 million followers now on Instagram. I set that up for him. Thank you very much. I don't even follow him. Um, Who else? Uh, Gary Owens, Gary Owen or Owens used to come in. He was so funny. I'm also on his Instagram somewhere because I showed him the rage tattoo on the inside of my lip. And he was like, you're fucking lying. He thought it was like the craziest thing he's ever seen. So he put it up on his Instagram, like the inside of my lip that says rage. 
I've tried to scroll back and find it before, but he posts a lot. He also had a bad reputation of being a cheater, which was crazy because he had this reality show for a while on BET. It was about his like family. And it was really good. He's really funny. And they seem just like, I don't know, the All-American family. Like, he seemed to, like, really love and adore his wife. But, yeah, there were some rumors about him. We also got the tea on everyone, you know, from, like, the staff that worked at the Punchline or whatever comedy sh- comedy place it was going to be at. Like, they all knew the stuff or, like, other comedians would come in and say stuff. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I, I, there's no way Pete Davidson came in. But his ex-girlfriend Carly came in and she was really nice and cool. I mean, we used to just hang out. The comedians would come in on a Friday, we would interview them, and then they would give us tickets to the show or the weekend, and then we'd stay afterwards, and we'd either go out with them, or we'd stay at the punchline and drink. I remember once, it was my birthday, and Josh Wolf, who used to be on Chelsea Lately, he was in town for my birthday, and we went out to... um lowbrow afterwards like a group of us Wayne and Jay never did anything like it's so crazy because Jay lives in Florida now and he like goes out and does all these things like does karaoke and stuff back in the day Wayne had hella jobs and he was a super private guy no one knew his birthday no one knew no one knew where he lived like he was super like just private and secretive and Jay was just kind of like I don't know kept to himself like wife and kid at home like smoked a lot of weed they were not trying to go out and do stuff and it was always me that was out doing stuff so I don't know. God knows who I was with. I was probably like Brie or Shorty or like my friends at the time. Um, But I was out with Josh, Josh Wolf and a bunch of people, like probably someone from Punchline at the time. This guy worked there that I hung out with all the time. He was dating like one of my friends. And uh, this guy came up to me that I used to know from back in the day and basically said on my birthday in front of Josh Wolf, the comedian, that he had seen pictures of me on tinder bumble or whatever and he was basically saying that i was catfishing everyone that i was fat (laughs) and back then i was not fat i was skinny skinny he told me i was fat and that like i don't know it was like this whole thing and he was scheduled to go on the wake-up call he was promoting something and i like reached out to them and i was like this he had started sending me like super derogatory messages and um i basically like got his segment or whatever canceled he had something coming up he was not a good guy and i remember i was crying and josh wolf was like don't listen to that guy there's something wrong with him yeah i mean i've i'm always i've always been super photogenic like i take really good pictures even on my birthday a girl that i just met through my friend violetta she was here and um i've only met her like a handful of times she was the first one here she was like you take such good photos she was like i didn't mean it like that i was like no i know that i do i've always been aware aware but he wasn't just saying that i take good photos he was just like saying that i was putting up old photos which also going back in my camera roll there was a period of time i'm telling some of these stories where i was super fucking skinny especially after chad broke up with me but i like maybe gained five to ten pounds when this guy saw me from the pictures that i had up so like fucking rude but also who does that? I wish I could remember his name. I blocked him from everything. He like started sending me like abusive messages online. I don't know what his deal was or what I had done to him in the past, but it was obviously fucking something. Um, let's see. Oh, so this is just a super short story like of things that would never happen now. We did this thing like I, I don't remember what the promotion was, but high schoolers basically had, oh, it was an anti-bullying camp- campaign. So high schoolers had to like register that they were not going to bully. And the most people that registered got a concert at their high school with Baby Bash. And so <laughs> um, we do this concert. 102 is out there. Baby Bash is out there. And he decides to do an impromptu twerk contest at the high school. And we were like, oh, no. Like, but back then, like you could like we were definitely like looking at each other like this should not be happening. But like 
you know, it, yeah, people were probably putting it on. I don't even know if live was a thing back then. But man, every time I look at Baby Bash and I see his posts, I'm like, yeah, I remember when you held a twerking contest at a fucking high school. Um, also, the boys didn't go to this. I don't know why they didn't send the morning show, but they sent me and Bree to L.A. one year to cover American Idol. Like we got to interview J-Lo, Henry Connick Jr., Keith Urban on the red carpet. We got to go to like these after parties and um, have dinners. And they put us up at this super nice hotel in West Hollywood. Like the mirror, you could get ready, but it was also an entire, like a TV too. It was so crazy. One of us was going through it at the time. Like one of us, something was happening and like one went out without the other. I can't remember which one it was. The first day that we went there, we were staying right across the street from this like restaurant bar that had a mechanical bull. It was like Western themed. And there was this woman there and she was fucking weird. And I posted a picture of us with her and like a like a like a sarcastic mean comment because that was just my persona back then. And I got in so much trouble. I was like, you need to take that down. You're out there for work representing like so fucking serious. Relax. Um, and so the rest of the time I felt like we were like under the microscope, like everything that we were posting, but we got to go to a live taping. I don't remember what season it was. And we got to go to all these after parties. And at one of the after parties, I like went up to this girl who was like stunning and we started talking. Her name's Yvette and we're, we still keep in touch to this day. She's now on the news. She always wanted to be on the news and now she's like, oh, she does like sports broadcasting, I think, or maybe just on the news regular. I don't know. But so funny, like every time I see her, I'm like, yeah, I remember that one time we went to L.A. for American Idol. And I don't even know what we went out there for. Like social media was not what it was now. So we wouldn't have been out there to post on social media because that really wasn't a thing yet. I'm pretty sure like we might have played the audio from the interviews from the red carpet on the air, which is so funny. Like my how the times have changed because no one gives a shit about that now. Like they want to see it. it has to be on TikTok. It has to be on social media. I remember Brie was so Brie like touched JLo and was like, you're so pretty. Like I don't remember what she ended up asking her. But man, that was so fun, too. We got picked up from the airport in a limo with champagne. They drove us around Beverly Hills and they took us to our hotel like everything was fucking paid for. Went to dinner with one of the record reps like I had no business being there. Brie was way more professional than me. Like she was a music director like APD at one point. Like she was on the more on the professional side, even though she still partied. But I don't know why the fuck. I was there, maybe just representation from the morning show. But man, I used to get to do so much fun shit. It's crazy that I got fired like right when Brett was getting ready to move here. And that is a whole nother thing. Like, I'm sure I probably told that story before about how I had this boss. And right when I started, he told me that I was going to be mingling with everyone that we worked with and to meet him at Pizza Rock. We were going to go to see Lady Annabellum. I got there. It was just a handful of people that we worked with. We got in a limo, went to see Lady Annabellum. He tried to hold my hand and I was like, no, no, no. He kept buying me drinks and I kept dumping in the sink bathroom. It was just like a whole thing. He was super creeper. And then for years, he wasn't my boss anymore. Like I jumped over to my boss, Byron, who was fucking awesome, who put me on the morning show, gave me so many opportunities, who's now a comedian. Uh, he quit radio he, to be in the record industry or like the music industry. He was like on, on some label and then he left that. Now he's a comedian and he's doing really well. He was just on a show as like a phone a friend type of guest with like Kevin Hart. Anyways, when he left, my old boss, the creeper one, took over and I just feel like he always had it out for me. And I also had like not an ego, but I thought like no one was ever going to fire me. Like I would come in late every day. Like I just wasn't the person that I am now. I'm so organized and like prompt and everything's planned out now. Back then I was like, I have not show prepped. I'm just going to wing it. Like my radio shows by myself. God knows what I was talking about. I was probably like finding something on the internet seconds before I had to talk about it. I just don't do that. I don't do it like that anymore. Um, which is crazy because back then I was getting paid the big bucks and now I'm getting paid the no bucks. 
and I'm like way better now. Um, but that's just, you know, maturing and life experience or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I was coming into work late and he had warned me, but also I was asking for time off to go to England. Like he knew that I had met a guy and he was pissed about it. What's crazy is the woman that he's married to now was with us the night that we were out and she tried to like help him get me drunk. Like she was like, she brought to the limo some champagne when we dropped her off. I was like, you kids have fun. I was like, no, 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 no. So, um, and I'm, I probably have told like bits of this story before, but he ended up being my boss. Um, when I met Brett, I wanted to go to England and he would not let me have more than the weekend off. Like I worked weekends too, like one day, like either a Saturday or a Sunday. So when we have a weekend off. I flew to England to be there for two days and then came back. And then he made me come back on like Christmas Day. Like he was just he was being a cock block on purpose. And so I was probably being a bad employee. Like I was going out a lot and I was just like rolling in late and I started to come in through the back door so that he wouldn't see when, what time I was coming in. Although he could pull my key fob information. Anyways, I'll never forget. I just had signed like all these new endorsements and um, Brett had been into the studio a few times. He had just left. I just signed all these new endorsements. I'd come in late that day and I came through the back door and my old boss was back there and he saw me like he walked by me and I was like, ooh, awkward, awkward. So after work, he was like, can I see you in my office? And that wasn't abnormal. Like he would fucking bring me back there and reprimand me for God knows what all the time. And so I thought he was going to talk to me about my endorsement or talk to me about fucking something. No, I walked in and HR was in there. And it's crazy because I would always cry when I was in his office. I just don't like being reprimanded. I don't like being talked to. I was cool as a cucumber. They told me they were letting me go. They were ending my contract early and that was that and I was so fucking mad I was so mad I was like everyone was like don't retaliate because then you'll never get a job in the business and there was like I was interviewing after that I interviewed for this morning show in Seattle they really liked me but like Brett didn't want to move to Seattle so it's just crazy how everything kind of worked out and everything came to an end because when Brett met me like I was still on the radio I had all these like perks like I remember I was hanging out with all time low one night when he was facetiming me and then he came here and all of that abruptly stopped. And not that I'm not still on the radio now, but it's just like different. So like I'm part time, you know, I'm not in the studio. Events are just different ever since COVID. So Brett never got to experience any of this. But man, my life used to be so fucking fun. So fun. Not that it's not now. It's just a different type of fun, you know? Um, all right. Well, that's all the stories for now. I've given you a lot of time. This is like a cool little bonus episode. I actually had a lot of fun recording this. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast. You can also see pictures, some of the memories that I talked about during this episode, strolling down memory lane. So make sure you go check that out. Please rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget about my Grubbox deal. Use the code RAGE to get $30 off your first order plus free delivery. Visit them at grubbox.com. You can also check out the link on my Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast to order this cool little keychain that my friend Sabrina made her business she makes custom woodwork and it's a little keychain that has my logo and on the back it has the code so that you can scan it to easily pull up my podcast or uh show it to new friends all right I'll be back next week um I come back I come my episode might be late next week put it that way so I feel like every time I come back I kind of let you know when it's up so there will be an episode next week just depends on like flight delays and like what time we get home and all of that so there will be an episode we are not missing any episodes in 2023 unless I've already missed one then my bad but yeah I'll talk to you guys next week